The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. Welcome back, Trinidad and Tobago. Smack dab, 11.20 in the nation's capital, which means you've got approximately 40 minutes to decide what you want for lunch. 40 minutes to get ready for the news update compliments, CNC3, on the TBC radio network. And a couple hours to prepare for this, the finale of our Movember series with a panel discussion, Men Talk, live on CNC3 today. At 4 p.m., join host Jason Williams and four courageous men as they dive into topics often left unspoken. It's Real Talk live on CNC3 and on their Facebook page. Tune in, join the conversation, and share your thoughts. So, as you know, we've been, for the entire month of November, talking about men's health, mental health, you know, how we could help them out, you know, how we could understand them. They say that women are more difficult to understand than men, but trust me, a lot of things I learned this month that, that um, you know, thought was so simple about men. But nah, like like this one in, in studio right now, Mr. Jared Best Mitchell. Good morning to you, sir. He's still kind of setting Good up morning. his, his uh, scenario here yes. with because content is everything. Content so is content. everything. Yes, I have two cameras running. Right. So let me introduce Mr. Jared Best Mitchell. Now, I know him as a comedian. He already told me, listen, what, what is this you said off here? Comedy don't pay. And she's like, yeah, I want to talk about some of the comedy stuff. I was like, <laughs> I, I don't talk about stuff that don't make money. Right. I was like, leave that for one of these foundations or something no offense like don't, don't, I, I love do not, comedy do it not has called the name of the foundation no i, I love comedy mm-hmm. it has allowed me to like a lot of people are in shock when i could think up of things quickly in terms of my creativity and like being on stage mm-hmm. it has served that purpose but in terms of it earning an income paying bills it, it does it can't do that, it can't do that in Trinidad. why though because tell me why I don't think it could work now. It will work in the next 20 years. There's a group of people, which is Kevin Sawyer, Junior Lee, mm-hmm. um, Kwame, Kess, and all those guys um, mm-hmm. who are doing a brilliant job. I went to their last oh, show. Gosh. Um, big dude. Oh, what's his name? Which big dude? Bridge Mohan. Yeah. Yeah. If it, those guys mm. are the future. Here's the thing I'll predict, though. They still won't create it where they would create the money where it becomes a livable thing yet. The mm-hmm. next group will. They they set in the foundation. So what they are now mm-hmm. is like the brand Laras and them. They so doing the bravos and them of the, the yeah. comedy scene. Okay. Yeah. They do the so like I'll say it in cricket terms because because that's <laughs> when you make it like so like they like people now are like the brand Laras. The next group which will be like bravo right. and them who make real money. Mm-hmm. That's what the next group will be, and they'll actually be able to make it a living. Like Junilee and stuff doing it now, but not all of them. So that's my only thing. Like it just. Well, you're, you're sounding so defeated by it. No. no okay. No. All right. So, no. on the other side of Jared Mitchell is. Best Mitchell. Jared, so, Jared Best Mitchell. Best Mitchell you Super see? important. Yes. Super important. Um, it's your delve into sales. Yes. So, tell me about that. I have been in sales close to probably about two decades. Mm-hmm. Um. And only when I first landed my job in Digicel that I really said to myself, hey, I think I'm onto something. Mm-hmm. Where I, this could actually be something I'm good at. 
and I wanted to test it out. So for the last 20 years, I've been in companies such as Digicel, um, went to DHL, Nokia, Microsoft, Samsung. Mm-hmm. Um, left Samsung in 2019, like at the end of 2019, right before the pandemic. I didn't even know the pandemic was happening and then went fully into my sales consultancy and business on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And that has been tremendous for me. And I know that is what we will definitely be focused on talking because I think a lot of people... What, so I'll, I'll, I'll give you the premise of what I'd really like to focus I, on. I, I wanted to yes. um, hear how you didn't know the COVID was going on. You no, just said that. I know. I stopped in. No, I, 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 by accident, I decided to do the sales training thing only because mm-hmm. a lot of people were asking me, companies were asking me. But that was 2019. I remember the pandemic really hit off in March. I didn't really yeah. see that coming. So, you know, some people think, oh, I'm a whole oh. on to a solid job. Right. I was right, just right, like, right, right. nah, let's just see how things go. Because mm-hmm. I like to do things different, but yeah, it's been it's been a ridiculously fun ride. So tell me how you uh, found your love in sales, and what about sales drives you the way that it does? Um, if anybody's listening and they're not in sales, don't take this as disrespect. Nothing happens until a sale is made. Finance doesn't exist, HR doesn't exist, IT doesn't exist. No one exists until sales does their job. Mm-hmm. And so for all the all the reps who represent the Garden Media Group and they go out there and sell, you can't be an air. Nobody can be an air until those guys push and do their job and get the airtime sold and get these customers interested and seeing how awesome the station is. Mm-hmm. So for me, one of the things I love sales from was from an ego perspective and a competition perspective. Like you're never not challenged if you're in sales. And for me, I eventually created a rule where I used to tell my bosses, if you don't entertain me, I would leave. So for me, I saw it from early onset where you you were competitive. Mm-hmm. You can make a ridiculous amount of money in it ethically. You don't need to be a, a crook and, and be game people six for nine. No. Mm-hmm. You can make a lot of money honestly in sales by helping others. And I just saw it as a huge opportunity. And because of my competitive nature and just willingness to learn, I just went all in on it. So it's when I got a job in Digicel, I literally said, let's let's do this. Because the first probably three to six months I struggled. Mm-hmm. And then like when I found and hit the rhythm, it was great because I ended up leaving Digicel in charge of their public sector and I was growing that by 28%. And if you want a timeline, that's 2011. So even back then, remember, and even now, remember com- government and switching because mm-hmm. we'd be mobile and I was getting government to take contracts. So I was that like invested into sales and um, to bring it where it's present day, only because I... I I don't have a degree. I don't think degrees make sense. So I just read a lot of books. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, they don't. Especially now. So you the all the cassettes and so on that's selling and, and saying that you need a degree in sales. You need to... Um, but there's very few places that offer degree in sales. There's no degree right. in sales. There's, there's but, none. But there's degree in marketing. Marketing, right. But people think marketing is sales and that's not the case. That's a whole other discussion. That's two separate horses right. entirely. Mm-hmm. But for me, you don't need a degree. What I did, though, was I understood that there was a need for knowledge. So all I did was I just used to read a ridiculous amount of books. Mm-hmm. And not just books. Anything I could find online, everything on sale. So going back to, as I said, the beginning now where I did comedy, comedy pushes your creativity. Mm-hmm. And I'm a naturally creative person. So that kind of supercharged me. So I'm able to take stuff from different industries, different parts of the world from a sales perspective mm-hmm. and make sure that's in Caribbean context which is super important because I think that's what really drove my success. So a lot of the clients I'm winning now and the business I've been doing is because it's, it's, it's not the traditional sales trainer that everybody's accustomed to. Mm-hmm. Like everything I do is customized. It's extremely specific to the organization so that you could bring about those results. But again, all of it just came from reading the books and then 
years of experience of trial and error of doing things in all these different companies. So, so tell me some of the names of the books that you've read. I'll give you my favorite books overall. Mm. If you're in sales, you should read these books. Number one is a book called Gap Selling by a guy named Keenan. Absolutely brilliant. You'll love the audio version as well because he's an extremely energetic, charismatic person. Curses a lot, but it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. His book is, and a lot of new sales trainers rate his book as what the modern sales is now. But what he teaches people is that you have to understand the gap that exists in the customer's world. The customer didn't invite you to sell them. They invite you to don't understand what's their problem. Mm-hmm. So they need to understand where I am now to where I want to be in the future. What's the pain that's stopping me? And if you understand that and you could showcase to the customer that you could help them get to their future state and they help and they help them to make them realize more importantly that their current state is untenable. So I can't like at the end of your conversation, somebody's supposed to feel like I cannot continue going on like this. Mm-hmm. So I have to bring your organization in. Mm-hmm. And what that I does need is your that product. Product or service. And then yeah. what that means is that you now are able to you don't have to fight on budget, you don't have to fight on competition, you don't have to do anything like that. Like the customer understand your value because everybody else in sales is just pitching mm-hmm. like i have to rule some insurance agents just now because they keep ruining the industry name by this horrible old school techniques that they're being taught that's a whole other story too but yeah mm. the other book i'll tell everybody to read is anything from jeb blount b-l-o-u-n-t but in two books in particular fanatical prospecting and another book called sales eq brilliant mm. look for another book by victor antonio called response block selling that teaches you how to handle objections in a really unique way absolutely brilliant book Anthony Inarino, which is closing. He wrote five books. I think this is the best because especially if you're dealing with sales, it will help you understand that when you're dealing with customers in the sales process, there are micro-commitments that need to be made. And if you're not getting micro-commitments, then each stage you go through the process with less commitments, you're actually ruining your chances for the sale. Mm. So those off the top of my head, I would say is honestly some of my favorite sales books. Um, but the other one I've been really influenced by and, and what has helped my career is, is an individual by the name of Gary Vaynerchuk. He's one of the top oh, marketing people. Oh, you said a big name, right? Yeah. I follow him as well. And Listen. I, I love the way that he puts things into bite-sized pieces and really motivates you to forget everything else. And he is also an advocate for, well, if you don't want to just go to school, that's okay. You but know? You have time. You have time. Like, he has taught me so much. Yes. Like, and like, so my philosophy, a lot of what I do now and explain to people, like where I've reached now in sales, I don't, I don't prospect. I do mm. very little prospecting. Everything is true content because I found Gary in 2015 when I was working Samsung. So when I was doing work, I used to have him up on my screen listening to him. Mm-hmm. And mm. all is drilled into my head is, and I under, and I remember his thing is underpriced attention. In Trinidad and the Caribbean specifically, LinkedIn is super underpriced attention. Mm-hmm. So the example I like mm-hmm. to give people is that, imagine if you could find prime real estate anywhere in Trinidad and Tobago. Let's just say if you could get free land in Goodwill Park, people will run and grab the land, but they don't build. Mm-hmm. All I do is build, which is content on LinkedIn. So when people come onto the platform looking for anything, they always see me. Content. Because right. all I understand from what Gary is like, just create more content. Like, mm-hmm. that is all. So, like, for me, I've just had a really fun sales career. And my goal now is to say to just to train companies so that they could do better because there's too much opportunity. I don't care what anybody says about the market, nothing bad. Mm-hmm. There's way too much money in the market for you to be in sales and not being able to make money. You're, like, it's, and, your product is good. Your customer has money. If you can't sell, you are the problem. And right. if you're not upskilling yourself, you're going to make less and less money. So so this is why you carry your tripods and your cameras everywhere. To record content. To, because content is your product that increases your presence. Yes. And then increases your sales. Yes. So what tips do you have for slash 
influencers, media personalities, so on, who want to convert that uh, online presence into collateral money. Money? Yes. Yeah. Um, number one, be genuine. Mm. Um, so I, I have this thing where I say content is a filter for me. Like there are people who don't like me because of the yellow because I, I only wear yellow. It's not a brand thing. I'm, I'm going to ask you about that just now. Yeah. <laughs> and like they don't like the beard or how I, my, my approach. And I like to tell people I've never met them because the content was the repellent. The content filtered you out. Mm-hmm. The people who come to me come to me at the buying stage. So be authentic in how you're being outreached. Like too much influencers is just do anything for everybody. I don't yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I reach a stage now where I look to disqualify people if I meet you. Like, mm-hmm. why does why won't this work? So if you want to create content, my thing is, like, find a specific groups or things that you want to target and start talking about it. Showcase your expertise. Like, I'm telling you this theory. Like, if you really want to, like, if you really want to build business through content, this is my sole theory. If you get asked a question, a hundred people need the answer. You cannot answer or talk to a hundred people, but your content always can. Mm-hmm. I could put, like, and this is a given example. For the year so far on LinkedIn, I have 1.3 million views organically. There's no boost to that. That's just posting content. And all of it is based on when I have discussions, content that's created, that's mm-hmm. all I do. So if you want to be successful and turn it into money, you need to do that. But then, as Gary has taught us, you need to have patience. Yes. I have yeah. been consistent with this, as I told you, as I say, from 2019. Even then, before I was creating content. But even now, I've doubled along on creating more content and specifically only video. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So... Where I've reached right now, as it says, we're just reaping the benefits because people now seeing it, but you're in full swing of things. So a lot of them jump into it now and they want money now versus taking time and building it and being consistent with it. So it's very important to recognize the tools that are available to you and to choose a specific set and work with that uh, consistently. Yeah. So for you, it would be video. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember at the end of... This is probably around 2020. I remember telling myself I'm not doing enough video because there's another guy I follow called Tom Ferry and Tom was saying video is the fastest way to build brand and awareness with strangers. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm like, great. I want to be known by the unknown. I want people who don't know me to be curious to find out if it is that it makes sense to work with me. And I said, text doesn't work. And I, it, for me, I'm not a text person. Like I take long to type something, but mm-hmm. I could pop my phone out and do a video quick. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, right, let's just use that as my strength. And since I've doubled down on video, that has done way and we've seen it now in the world mm-hmm. like TikTok and as Gary said the TikTokification of the network like everybody's creating video so that's why I tell companies anybody's want to lie to me and tell me you ain't watch a video for the day you're lying mm-hmm. and the only reason mm-hmm. I tell everybody to create content like any company why I have to create content is this I would walk around and because I've been in, most of my experience I've been in a lot in the phone industry like mm-hmm. I'll sit down in coffee shops and I look at what people do with their phones I look to see what type of phone they have. I look to see how they use their phone. I look, I even, I, I'll mark the screen and see like how they're using the apps. Like, are they predominantly on, on social media? Are they using WhatsApp? Or are they actually sending emails? Because all I'm thinking about is, if I'm a seller, mm-hmm. how do I get my content in Onto front of the their apps. feed? As somebody yeah. said, everybody has their personal billboard. How do you get on it? Mm-hmm. I had to shout out that person. I can't remember the name on TikTok, but they said and I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. Like, how do you get on somebody's personal billboard? And it's or true content. Or the For You page. Or, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and and then funny enough, some, when I made mention of that, somebody said, well, I use my word of mouth and network and all these things that work for me. I said, you know, it's funny. The fact that you're commenting on a page talking about the same thing that I'm telling you that you just did. Mm-hmm. Now I have word of mouth, but you just found me through content. Yes. Which is the higher version, high tech version of word of mouth. Um, understanding how uh, technology has evolved. How important is that in your uh, 
your package and insanely important mm. so like even when i so for me like when i do my content i have my phones here recording like oh by the way i have no camera equipment i just have this like this way you see here plugged in is all this is. you mm-hmm. don't need to have it complicated but what i tell persons is that the more technology you integrate the better the more you outsource any of your weaknesses the better so all i focus on is what generates revenue for me so like mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a virtual assistant um so if i need stuff done I just ask her to take care of it for me. So, like, for example, like, even if, if I have to book a flight, I'd, like, I'd even do that. I'd be like, hey, a client woman to fly somewhere. Like, can you book that? Like, mm-hmm. I don't even want to do that because it doesn't make money. Mm-hmm. So, all I'll tell everybody is when they build these systems in place and they outsource your weaknesses, you get more time to work on the things that create revenue for you. So, mm-hmm. the first year I did, I, I, I was full in entrepreneurship, which is 2020. I made the same money I made when I was in Samsung. So, I was happy. But then I said... Oh, how can we double this? Because this was easy. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I did was get a VA, a virtual assistant, and I outsourced everything that was in revenue generated. Well, let's talk a little bit about virtual assistant because when you say virtual assistant, I am thinking AI. I'm thinking no, not, AI. not a real I'll person. I'll talk about AI. It's an actual real person, okay. but they call them virtual because they, they don't physically sit in a location with you. Okay. That's somebody who works remotely and they only do tasks for you. So they're not a full-time employee. They take care of tasks. So for, in other words, answering emails, taking care of my email marketing, certain mm. forms and stuff and you know when I go I go, like some agencies you had to sign up a set of forms I don't yes. do forms either mm-hmm. I was like hey a company did a vendor authorization form set up like take care of that thanks mm. like I'd even type emails I send voice notes of what I want the email response to say and then my viewers say check your check your drafts check it looks good send send okay so it's part of a team basically how many do you have on your team or if it, is it just the VA is the main person then somebody who works here Gabby is the one like if I'm ever at major events Gabby captures all my content for me so she's a boss mm-hmm. and anything else I need that that I would get outsourced I would outsource so I have I have two accountants because I want to make sure I pay my taxes but I want to make sure I pay on time pay on time but maximize my benefit as well. Mm-hmm. so okay. like anything that could be outsourced I make sure and do so like what so like and I'll bring it back to sales so everybody can understand if you're working for a company I want to explain something statistically 60% of the work you do is not sales oriented so in other words it doesn't generate revenue you're spending time on admin work customer follow up not actual meetings to get sales mm-hmm. so if you want to increase your sales you have to outsource those activities if you know you're not good at it you have to outsource those activities even if you're good at it but it takes time and it doesn't generate revenue you have to outsource that activity that's the only way you could grow in terms of what you're doing Mm -hmm. and i'll break it down even simpler some of us may pay somebody to wash our car why because we'd rather do something else with the time Mm -hmm. even if it means just sitting with my child watching a football game on a sunday or saturday I'd rather do something else versus wash the car Mm -hmm. we all have our our man. why because I could be good at work, cutting my grass, you know, but I'll take me three hours and I can take him 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. What because I want he's to, more... Um, he's an A+. Plus. Yes. I'm a D. <laughs> yeah. So any, right. anything I'm not yeah. good at, outsource because I could hone and spend more time on the things that work for me. Mm-hmm. And I calculated back in my head already because I'll be like, right, so if I if my VA costs 1500 a month, right, on the small projects I work on, I have two small project clients, great. I have that coming in on the first week of every month, so she paid on the, on the Saturday month. Mm-hmm. But those estimated time which is like four or five hours it takes me just to do all our admin work per day yes per day i get back yep so now it's it's done in five seconds to say mm-hmm. hey t check out this email from x and y and just respond to them and tell them this to me please thanks mm-hmm. and then she will send out all the invoices anything like that for clients and stuff like hey um please send out this type of invoice to a client i just close them you'll see the email with the you'll see the email address with in the, the calendar notes mm-hmm. i have to do nothing Mm-hmm. That's how you have to look at and it. And the thing is, if you're outsourcing, obviously you'll have to outsource the people who you trust. 
and yeah. have a, a good track record of delivering because to pay them a salary and they're not doing their job will be like spinning top in mud for you. Oh, so true. Yeah. So true. And okay, I know that you said to outsource the things that you're not good at. Can you like give us a guideline because you know some of our egos would be like i could still do that man now i'm not going to pay anybody oh, no problem you just won't make money mm, okay so if you if you <laughs> if you like micromanager no problem you as an mm. individual you won't make money so you have to be able to tell yourself well i'm uh, yes i'm micromanaging and i need to let go of these so, things so so yeah. here so here's the benefit right when i had a va that cost me eighteen thousand for the for the year mm. 1500 a month I doubled my revenue that year. You think I care about paying her 18000 That was instant RI for me. I did not care. Mm-hmm. Why? I had real time to do work, mm-hmm. to do everything that generates revenue. So if you want to micromanage and you still think you have to be the person to send an email, you're foolish. And RI Trinidad and Tobago is return on investment. Yes, return yeah. on investment. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's just literally how my mind works now because I just see it as a ridiculously big opportunity just to keep doing more mm-hmm. with the same amount of time. And if you look at anybody who's big now, like everybody has assistance. Like that's what they get the most out of their day. Mm-hmm. And if it is that you feel it's, it's, it's a ranking thing or no, it's not. It's just being more efficient. It's being more efficient. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you have a business and, and you want to serve your customers as best as you can, you cannot do everything. Mm-hmm. Let other people take care of that for you. And like that's how you get good at sales. Like understand where your weaknesses are. Be humble and just be like, right, cool. I can't do this unless I have someone assisting me. You have any other tips for us? Um, sales wise. Sales wise, uh, influencers. Let me let me yeah. let me point to one thing because as, as as I mentioned earlier, there's a problem now where, especially like you see it in insurance, but I see it overall for sales, where we are, and I, I have to do a video on this. I think this is still recording. Hopefully, mm-hmm. stop acting tusty. Mm. sales professionals are acting tusty so in other words y'all are really underestimating how easy buyers smell your tustiness from the time you talk to me all you want to do is push for a meeting I keep telling people if you're calling or you're interacting with somebody online for the first time stop asking for a meeting and ask for interest interest mm-hmm. is first Tusker are you interested in this problem getting solved mm-hmm. or are you interested in a meeting because I'll tell everybody this people who don't show up for meetings are the ones who always book meetings because that's the fastest way to get you off the phone that's how tusty you all are. You don't even realize it is. Get hype. Oh, I get a meeting with a client. No, the client got you off the phone. Yeah, and could always reschedule. No, I have something to the do. The client this. got you off the phone. Right. You don't even realize that. So mm-hmm. for me, I think you really have to spend time. And like, and, and thing is, I understand. If, you, if you're not making a lot of sales, you, you're moving tusty because you're not probably making any money at the end of the month. But I'm telling you, if you take patience and you understand, and you understand your customer and what they want to solve, and you speak to that, you win. If you be genuinely curious and you understand the industry, you would win. Like I see too many sales jobs making like real basic, like sales jobs not even doing research on customers. You think you're so special, somebody's supposed to, like you just come in to talk about you? Not only that, they don't do much research on their product, which makes them sound hollow. Which makes the trust factor even less. Because yes. I, for, mm-hmm. so, so if you don't even have research on your product, knowledge on your product, and you don't even have knowledge on me, then I know for a fact you only in it for money. You have no interest in me being better off than where I was before. Mm-hmm. And if that is the case, then I'm not interested in buying from you. Like, none. And that's why a lot of you are struggling. Like, when you look at it, is that you're not researching your customers. When you hear how you talk to customers, and I, and I keep seeing it, cause pe- because I what I do, people just DM me stuff, and I just be like... <laughs> and I send people back the examples. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like uh, and I'll give an example. It's not to knock the industry, but they're one of the worst because they're aggressive in their targets. 
but like in the insurance industry, they reach out to a friend of mine, right? Mm-hmm. And the person starts with the typical thing, like because I in sales, you see it, they're complimenting you. Oh, I saw your profile. I love what you're doing in terms of your stuff because they did a post on LinkedIn for your staff. Because this guy, he owned a business, he gave his team for um, iPhone 15 Pro Max because they won a big contract. Mm-hmm. And the person bought up that and everything. But you know, my reason for reaching out to you, because they switched one time, reason for reaching out to you is I don't want to set a meeting with you um, just to talk about some of our services. And it's like, no, I'm already set with this and the, with these two because I have this already. No, no, no. Well, if you meet with me, you'll be able to see savings and stuff. No. <laughs> because you're only doing it for you. You tell me you're looking at everything with my business and your expertise can't tell me upfront insight mm-hmm. you can't message me to say hey i wanted to set a meeting with you because i've had your similar size and the reason why i'm setting a meeting is that they like to do audits on the insurance portfolio just to ensure that they get any the best deal by the way even i met with three of them only one had a problem the other two actually had really good plans mm-hmm. so this meeting was no commitment but it just ensures from an external opinion that in the best position ever mm-hmm. that, that they care about your customer yeah like understand what they want to achieve like uh, I just get I, it's, it's, it's hurt man, because this what happened now in the industry when people hear the word sales they think smart men con or men, these con yeah. men or these people who yeah. run all these Ponzi scheme programs online and all this nonsense mm-hmm. and they don't realize like it have good sales people out there like that's what really hurts me like it, it hurts in my soul mm. like it irritates me because so let me, it's too easy to sell let me understand well Give me some tips for LinkedIn because I know that Trinidadians are familiar with LinkedIn, but for those who are not, can you tell us a little bit about that platform? Yes. So LinkedIn mm-hmm. is the biggest business platform in the world. And I don't just use the word professional because people think professional and think suit and tie. No, it's a business platform. Once you have a business, it should be on it. I wish that I could find like a hairdresser or a nail tech on it. Like mm-hmm. I think a project I'll do next year is to show them how to use it, to show them how much money they can make from it as in attracting clients. Because I think they, they look at it and think, no, I can't put myself there. Yeah, because they but think you're it's not doing CEOs. Na- yeah, but you're not doing nails for, for CEOs? Mm. Well, you no, know, the platform, uh, I'm speaking from my own vision of it, right. right? I'm thinking it's only CEOs and billionaires and millionaires nope. and people who own businesses. and you know. Yes, they, they are, but there are a lot of regular people like you and right. me who share their perspectives and stuff. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. LinkedIn is going to reach a billion users this year, right? Trinidad and Tobago has about 425,000 active LinkedIn profiles. So the thing I'll tell everybody is that LinkedIn started off as a resume platform, but it soon evolved into a social platform. So like having an optimized profile is key, but as I'm telling people now, that is literally like CXE passes. That's mm. like a minimum requirement you should have. What is important now and what will change... CXE passes, yes? Yeah. <laughs> what will change now is that you have to create content because yes. people need to understand you. And I'll, I'll give you from several perspectives. If you're a job seeker, you have to create content because most companies now higher for culture fit versus experience fit mm-hmm. and if you're not putting yourself out there so people can get a feel and understand of who you are then they can't understand if you're fit and i'm telling you this because i help people optimize their profiles and i have people who get job offers from away nobody's the at degrees they talk to you to understand can you fit into yeah, our into culture, culture. Mm-hmm. that is all their focus and concern with because that to them is in, i think is one of the number one hiring metrics so if you get that done you're in a good place so if you're not on LinkedIn or you're on LinkedIn but you don't have your profile optimized, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage because here's the other bonus. If I search for you on Google, mm-hmm. LinkedIn comes up first because LinkedIn is search optimized. So if you just created a profile with no with no proper Content, profile picture, right. no nothing, mm-hmm. and somebody's searching for you after you apply for a job, you just shut yourself in your foot because nothing comes up and it creates a bad first impression for you. Wow. So it's a... L- 
not complicated, but it's more, uh, I, I don't want to use the word content, but it's more information driven. Yep. So, you know, you have a couple of things. When you're putting up to the, uh, let's say you're coming to speak to Mr. Jared Best Mitchell, there's a whole list of things that you need to have answers for to create that profile, to get things going yep. for your, your sales to double, triple at the end of the year. Yeah? It's easy. All right. It's just to fill out a couple of these things and then you just get the hang of it. But I, I, like I did a post the other day when I explained to people, People always like to say things are hard and like to say, no, it's not hard, it's awkward. Mm-hmm. That's why they stop using stuff because the excuse is it's hard, so I won't do it. No, it's awkward. So if mm-hmm. it's awkward, just like when you were riding a bike or driving a car for the first time, yeah. it was awkward, but you got the hang of it because you understood the benefits. And the anxiety levels dropped. I'm sorry, we have about two more minutes before we go up to the news at 12. I'm telling you, the conversation was, it was so good. It's interesting. So yeah. What all right, time so flew. Two minutes. So what, what, so what value can I give to people in terms of sales? Mm-hmm. It's the best profession in the world when done right. What if you want to succeed in sales, go to five potential customers and sit down with them and interview and ask them what makes them buy your product or service. Not necessarily yours, but just anything similar, even in the industry. Mm-hmm. If you understand your buyer's intentions, motives, and why they buy, you will become a better seller. That's all I do. Like even on LinkedIn, they, like there's a, there's, a st- there's a sentence I use for a particular ID client profile I have. hey. Yes, for a particular see. ID client profile I have. Mm-hmm. And it, when I say that sentence to, to people, it's an instant close because I know my buyers. That right. is literally it. The so more time information you spend, the gathering is very important yes. in terms of sales and knowing the product and also knowing your client. Yeah, focus on their, focus on their outcomes. You, you're only focusing on selling to them. That's why you're not having success. And also for me, in terms of thinking about sales, is to fulfill a need what a person needs at the point in time what yep. is what is lacking in the industry or, or the space that you're entering and just fulfill that need yeah, yeah? it's easy jared it was great seeing you again it was so good i didn't even realize so much speaking. time passed yeah it flew but we'll have to have you come back in and and talk to us a little bit more about the beauty that is sales and how we can uh from an entrepreneurial perspective can grow from there. Yes, I would love to do that. I'd love to do a session on that. If if your callers and people who view will be able to tell us if they mm-hmm. could say, hey, as an entrepreneur, I need to know how to sell. Mm-hmm. I would I would literally sing with you for hour and give everybody a masterclass on that. We can do that. Lovely. All right, Trinidad and Tobago, thank you so much for joining me today inside Human Impact. The best insight, instant feedback, accountability, the all-new talk radio, Freedom 106.5.